The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. And Charles, amazing news from Optus. Oh yeah. Which is, uh, I don't know whether you saw this. Um, Have you got an an Optus phone? I've got an Optus phone, so I I don't really... um keep up with the news anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of our uh, podcast numbers have been affected by this. <laughs> um, Kelly Bayer-Ross-Marin uh, resigned as, as CEO yesterday, Charles. Oh, yeah. I mean, technically, uh, I think she sent the, the resignation email the moment she could see the floor, mm. but yeah, being on, on Optus, yeah. it, uh, it, it just came That through. gag had to be done, didn't it? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I nearly tweeted it, and then yeah. I thought, is that too obvious? Yeah. And then the chaser came right in yes. on au with that one. It had to be said. Yeah, oh, be yeah, said. yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I immediately texted John, who's the editor, with that gag um, this morning. And, yeah, no, it's yeah. right-thinking people agree. I think right-thinking people uh, agree that it was the appropriate move. Well, by I mean, <laughs> I, I, look, she, is a, she is a very strange passenger, that woman, um, was criticised when it happened for leading possibly the worst PR disaster ever yeah. in that it was, they didn't even try to come up with a narrative for what had happened. It was just like, oh, yeah, oh, it's terrible, isn't oh, it? Oh, dear. And yeah. I think my favourite bit of publicity, because <laughs> this just keeps coming on, mm. my favourite bit of publicity is that she's been carrying around not only Telstra Sims but Vodafone Sims oh, re- in case oh, there's Vodafone. another outage. She literally admitted yeah. that she's had in, in the Senate inquiry that she's been relying on other uh, carriers. So that's one thing to look at in today's news. We'll get into Kelly and her not only one but two massive outages at mm. various telcos. But pro- possibly the biggest news today is that the Australian cricket team, which, as we all know, if you've been listening to any News Corp columnist, is too wo- woke to win anything. Too woke. Reda, Reda Panahi told me there was no chance mm. they could win a thing because Pat Cummins, far too busy being woke and self-righteous rather than going and winning cricket games like Steve. Steve Waugh wasn't woke, Charles. No, exactly. And look at all the you know cricket matches that he captained to victory. Yep, yep. And well, mental disintegration. Yeah. Where was that in the World Cup final? Uh, well, it was on the face of every Indian player by the end, unfortunately. We'll talk about that as well. But I've got a theory about why India lost. Of course you do. Despite the fact that Charles is going to outline a theory, you should probably listen after this. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay, so which one should we do first? I kind of feel like the cricket's going to be funner than the Optus one. Well, I think it would be fitting for Optus if we left it till the end. <laughs> yeah, or, or just <laughs> do didn't it. get to it at all. Yeah, okay. yeah so we may, may not actually get to that point. Yeah. But um, as as an Optus customer, which is why you can find all my personal details on the dark web, mm. um, I do have some venting to do. But let's start with the cricket. Charles, did you stay up? I stayed up until about 11 uh, when it was about – India was already looking bad. It was like 210 for seven or something. Something. Mm. At that point, the commentator said, oh, I think India would be very happy with 240 
at this <laughs> right, and uh, that is actually what they ended up getting. So. It was pretty impressive, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I sat up. I sat up for the whole oh, thing. Oh, the whole thing? I mean, admittedly assisted by the fact that I have, in one of the worst pieces of timing imaginable, mm. just returned from India. Oh, really? Meaning that my body clock was on Indian time, which is why I feel so <laughs> deeply unwell today. But it meant that staying up until three or whatever it was was absolutely fine. Um, and, yeah, I actually drifted off at a key moment <laughs> between Australia looking like they were going to lose because they really did at the start of the Australian yeah, batting Yeah, it was like four for 70. No, four for 27. It was, isn't yeah, it? three for 20-odd. Yeah. Um, just after Steve Smith got out and... By the way, he was in no way out. It was yes. a terrible mistake not to challenge. I thought, well, and I texted Chaz actually, you know, mm. um, Lubbershane and um, Head could do this, mm. but yeah. the bowlers run playable. Mm. Um, particularly Boomerah was just absolutely impossible to, to play. And then yeah, and the wicket was rigged. The wicket, it was. It was fa- <laughs> very favourable. Mm. Not rigged so much as what every team does. Yeah, it was very no, much no, chosen a, to benefit no, the, the In the tradition of cricket, yes, it was absolutely. rigged. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my favourite. The thing about this is that you know you know what defeated India what? at the Narendra Modi Stadium mm-hmm. uh, in Ahmedabad? Dew. Yes, they were talking about that when I drifted off to sleep. <laughs> I love how, they, how cricket coverage is. Yeah, when did you fall asleep? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I, I I'd but, briefly uh, drifted off, but no, I, yeah. I, I woke at but, the perfect time with about 30 or 40 but, still to get. But they were saying, oh, well, you know, what if there's dew? There might be some dew. Uh, but they didn't explain why that would be so advantageous to the Australians. Well, this is the thing. I kind of love this. Narendra Modi, the Prime Minister of India, has this massive stadium named after him. It's a temple of his ego, essentially. 130,000 people mm. um, can fill it. I don't think it was actually full for the final. They keep saying about 93,000, but a massive crowd mm. and hugely one-sided, right? Well, like, it was all dressed in blue T-shirts. Everyone was dressed yes. in blue India kit. But, um, I mean, I've been it to looked- India-Australia contests in, in Australia and the atmosphere is electric until India start fucking up. And then, mm. honestly, you can hear a pin drop. Uh, when, when Mitch Marsh unleashed a monster six before getting out cheaply. Mm. I've never heard, I think, a six get absolutely no reaction. Yeah. Like right. the Aussies would have been booing, let's be honest, mm. but there was no applause. Yeah. There might have been one Won't, person just with a golf clap. I think the Aussies were all asleep by then. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, and so Modi built this massive showpiece. And by the way, this is the place where he and Albo, mm. earlier in the year when Australia played a test there, were riding around in some sort of weird golden chariot. It was a very odd bit of political stage management. That's right. It's yes. completely strange. So this was supposed to be the crowning victory for Modi's India in the Modi Stadium at the Modi World Cup mm. with the trophy presented by Modi, mm. um, defeated by Dew. And so India can kind of basically take over world cricket and have the majority or have a lot of the key positions on the uh, the ICC. Mm. They can, I think they're having the World Cup again in eight years. It's it basically well, they, the they run, game. They run the cricket now. They do, and yeah. all the revenue comes to the IPL. I, mm. I'm fine with that. It's a nation of a billion people. It's an, mm. it's really a good thing in many ways. But I love that even this massively controlling Prime Minister who's had cricket as part of his brand mm. cannot guarantee a World Cup victory because of Dew. Yeah, well, you could say it was Dew, but I've actually got another theory. I just want to explain why Dew is a factor. Yeah, okay, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. never actually. I managed to discern it from, from Ricky Ponting. The wetness means what? It's pretty simple. So what, Pat Cummins saw the forecast, and that's why he said oh. he, he won the toss and said he was going to bowl. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. everyone thought, what no the one, hell, you never bowl no in, one does in that. one day cricket. Yeah. You always bat. I just thought it was because he, he was a bowler. <laughs> yeah. What, what, <laughs> you know, oh, I thought they were asking me what I do. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Right. So it's a language yeah, what, what do you want to do? Yeah, oh, yeah. well, I like to bowl. I'm a bowler, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, it wasn't that at all. Um, and this is the this crazy thing about cricket is because mm. 
the, the you know he won the toss, got to choose. It's all very well to, to to kind of prepare a pitch that favors your slower bowlers and and spin and so on. Mm. But unfortunately, if there's dew, mm. the ball gets soggy. So the ball gets hit along the ground, mm. picks up moisture, and unless you've got some sandpaper handy, and this is the thing that would have been so useful yes. if we needed, it. I'm sure we had some ready. Unless you got that sandpaper handy or the kind of the mints, you know, those strong mints that they chew and yes. rub the ball. Unless you cheat, the ball gets soggy. And so what happened in the Australian innings when the juice started to arrive, it was forecast to come in the second innings, mm. was that India's amazing fast bowlers and, and seamers and so on and spinners went from being unplayable and mm. getting nicks. I mean, at the start of the Australian innings, um, they've bowled so well that the Australians couldn't even connect with the ball to edge it. Right, <laughs> they yes, just kept yes. swinging and missing because the ball was moving so much. Well, that was the problem with Steve Smith, wasn't it? That he thought he'd hit it because normally he would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it actually it was bowled so well he didn't. Well, it was LB, but it, 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 oh, it, it, it was pitching no. way off. But he just thought, ah, oh, you know, I'm in India. Mm. And the crowd cheered massively and it was very intimidating. But then as soon as the ball gets waterlogged, mm. it like, just doesn't spin it's anymore. It's like or, playing with a tennis ball yes, to sweat. It, yeah. it turned into a tennis ball. It was really fun. Head and Lobachan lasted for long enough for the cricket ball to turn into a tennis ball. Yes. And thereby Australia won just because we knew there was due. Slog fist. Yeah. And then, yeah. so what's going to happen? Um, I'm very confident between now and the next World Cup, is he going to build a roof over Narendra <laughs> Modi Stadium? Yes. And I suspect, look, you might have heard, Charles, that mm. uh, Gujarat, which is the place where Ahmedabad is, the yes. state, it's a dry state. Mm. You can't get booze there. Yeah, no. And I now think it's going to be even drier. I think Jews <laughs> going to be banned in the state of Gujarat after this. Well, that's a very Modi way of dealing with it, is just ban it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just just point out that it's not patriotic and mm. basically it should probably probably move out, move overseas. All, yeah. the, all the moisture should probably go over the border to Pakistan. Yep, exactly. That's right. So well done, Australia. Um, yes. A, a great kind of asshole victory, really, in that a country was, was so uh, key, meant so much to, to India. Especially, and we didn't need – we've already got five. We've got five, but also we did it in such a shit way in that we lost. We lost the first two yeah, at first least. two against India. Yeah. Um, which looked really bad for us. And then – against South Africa. So we were looking like we couldn't mix it with the best teams. Yeah, and it was just like the whole beginning of the tournament was a complete disaster. Like mm. I, I actually made a comment on this podcast about how terrible Pat Covens is. Is that why we won? <laughs> but it was also his wokeness. He, yeah. he, he stopped being well, fucking woke no, so, and paid attention to, to the team. So this is my theory, Dom, about why India won. Okay. India lost. This yeah. is my theory for why India Breaking lost. Breaking news, India lost, yeah. just to be clear. Which is... They're too woke. See, the problem is not that Australia was too woke to win. It's that they got out-woked by India, and that's why India lost. And I haven't yet caught up with Sky News' take. Uh, But I am presuming that will be their take. I don't need to. I don't need to watch Sky News because what you're saying sounds so... Correct. Not politically correct, i.e. wrong. No. But correct, correct. Yeah, correct Mm. as in not woke. Yeah. 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 Uh, Just like you you weren't woke (laughs) during the final, you weren't watching it all. (laughs) That's right. So I think... I mean, I think this is a wake-up call for the Australian team. It's a woke-up call, It's a woke-up call Mm. because the thing is that now they've played against a more woke team than them. Mm. And so if they learn from this anything, it's that they should stop being so woke. Yes, and I really think particularly Mm. India should not have gotten involved in the the referendum campaign the way that they did. Just focus on the cricket, mate. We don't want your opinions about everything. I'm hoping that they'll all be given shows on Sky News. Uh, which could you know could potentially use a bit more diversity, Charles? 
What Unlike do you mean? a certain podcast. <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon uh, we should now move to, uh, to uh, 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 after this? Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. So, um, the thing that I love about this story, Charles, is the, the revelation that um, she actually presided over not one but two debacles. And we're, uh, we're talking about the Optus CEO. Kelly, uh, not anymore. <laughs> Kelly Bayer Rosmarin, uh, the now former CEO of, of Optus. My, my favourite point in this whole saga was a few weeks ago, she'd been criticised for not uh, keeping ahead of the narrative when Optus went out and there was no Optus services for 24 hours. And so she went on ABC, RN, Radio National the next day to sort of apologise. And Mm. she was, you know, she was quite forthright, you know, we apologise and, you know, we can do better and blah, blah, blah. And then Hamish McDonald was the host that day and he said, so um, has anyone asked you to resign? And she went, oh, um, oh, I think I've given you enough. Okay, see you, bye. The line's yeah. breaking up, which admittedly is a plausible, <laughs> plausible like, excuse for your just let, like, It wasn't like, oh, like, you know, normally you'd expect some evasion or, or just a witticism to sort of deflect. But instead she just went, it was so strange. That never happens, especially on Radio National, where hmm. people go, oh, bye-bye, and then just hang up. <laughs> well, you don't so, have to answer the question. Uh, yeah. But she obviously had already then. But it, did she have to resign because a couple of days ago it came out that the whole problem was upstream. Like it was the Singtel was actually well. Well, this is one of the great spin was the, yeah. the the root cause was upstream with Singtel. And my wife actually even said to me, you think it's wise for Optus to blame it on their owners? Their owners, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, the, the great theory I think I mentioned before was that the board of Singtel were in town. Um, they're literally having a meeting here because Australia's a much bigger market than Singapore. Singapore's got, I don't know, four and a half, maybe five and a half million people. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it's one of much bigger countries. So mm. by virtue of owning Optus, I think I Singtel always, has more customers. I always think of Singapore as sort of better than us in every way. Well, they're so and, rich that yeah. they're, they're all worth more than us. Yeah, but um, no, the Singapore's population is much smaller. I think it's yeah, right. yeah about five and a half million, something like that. Um, well, it so, is just one city. It is. Yeah, so. Do you know one of the best things about? Because I was just in Singapore on the way home. You know one of my favourite things about Singapore? The authoritarianism. Yeah, of course, mm. and I have to say that. Um, yeah. No, it's that addresses are just a, a street name and number. That's oh, all you yeah, need because you don't need only the city. one of every street. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. even need to say which suburb. It's like yeah. no country, no city. Oh right, so yeah. they don't they don't have two George Streets. That's or, it. Yeah, yeah. So just be. I mean, I haven't come across one anyway. So you tell a cabbie, oh, I'm going to Club Street or something or, yeah. or Mosque Street or whatever it is. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. They know where that is. <laughs> it's pretty efficient. We should definitely do the show there. Yes. Um, we, I think we could be based there and talk about the Australian government. I think they wouldn't mind if we did that. It's yeah. a lovely place to live. Yeah. I know a few people who lived there for a while and weren't in any way political and all of them ended up fleeing the place after a while. Something. No, yeah, just going, actually you realise after a while just how horrible it is. There's this sort of sinister underbelly that you don't see for the first 10 years. You won't hear that comment if you're downloading it far optus. Yeah. I don't, we haven't really ever discussed the... 
the issues with um, you know our number two telco being, being owned, owned by, by a foreign government, Singapore by yeah. a foreign government. And the whole question, Charles, the, the thought that I had was, well, why the fuck don't networks roam to each other when they go down? I mean, Telstra, mm. and I was a Telstra customer when this happened too, so I seem to follow network to network with mm. the debacle. Maybe you're the reason. I think I'm the problem. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when they went down, why why can't you roam onto Optus? Why can't they have a special thing that they switch on where everyone's phone just switches over but, to another network? But wouldn't they have to pay for that? Yes. Yes. Good. Yes. No, but... I mean, the telecommunications well, minister could just require it. It wouldn't be complicated. They could, they could just say, Optus customers have to be able to access Telstra. But wouldn't that mean you'd have a whole lot of shit shithole freeloader clogging up the network. No, I don't mean permanently. I just mean you flick a switch. Yeah. Oh, but the problem is Optus wouldn't flick the switch <laughs> yeah. for, for, for hours. Be, they wouldn't be able to. <laughs> and the switch would be yeah. in Singapore. Yeah. Right. No one would be able to call. But also, wouldn't that be – I mean, I've got Vodafone. Uh, like, my normal – Network usage is that the phone doesn't work. Yeah, okay, like the, that, that the switch would the be ter- permanently flicked to Telstra. They literally <laughs> that, <laughs> in it for Telstra. Yeah. Well, Telstra did go down at one point for a day, mm. and uh, well, I think twice actually in, mm. in the same year, a few years ago. Yeah, and had to give everyone um, free stuff. I love that Optus's solution is to give everyone more Optus, two hundred gigs free data. Mm. Whereas Amazing, which is on the Optus network, gave everyone a free month. Oh, yeah, actually yeah, gave that, them free. That's actually nice. It's actually a useful yeah. thing because yeah. the the one thing. Optus customers don't want is more Optus. They're all leaving for Telstra. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of going to Telstra. I'm not even on Optus. I'm on te- Vodafone. I think I actually at the beginning of this episode pretended I was on Optus. You, you did. Yeah. I actually am. I'm actually on Vodafone partly because you can't get Telstra where I am, but I don't know what to do. I don't care. Just get rid of your phone. Maybe I should just... Everyone's got your number. It's a liability <laughs> at this point, Charles. If you think Charles <laughs> should switch to your telco, 0419 <laughs> What next for this Optus CEO? She, who's the new, had, and who's the new CEO going to so, be? Well, but what's her qualification? Her qualifications are she's good at leaking stuff onto the dark web and yep. stuffing things up. Yep. I'm thinking either a major pathology uh, organisation, like they all leak oh, all their data. Oh, yes, that's good. Yes, yeah, you could it, run Medibank Private. Medibank Private would be perfect for her. Mm. I think Qantas, I mean, they've just oh, got a yes. new CEO, but the whole, I mean, they leaked data and also they, they network doesn't work at all. Yep, so uh, that, that works. That would work well. I mean, basically any Australian corporation she could walk into and with those qualifications she'll be seeing in a moment. I mean, what about government? She could take over Centrelink and, and mm. fix RoboTest. <laughs> And who are they appointing now? I mean, I'm, I haven't heard who the new CEO of Optus is. is well, it's Alan Joyce. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it's Alan Joyce. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with our default joke of 2023 and say, well, it's obviously Ben Robert Smith. Because <laughs> cutting people off is his thing. Hey. Hey, that doesn't quite work. I think actually. Rapid disconnections. What, what happened was they, they were trying to work out who to appoint as CEO. Turns out Scott Morrison has already appointed himself CEO. <laughs> hey. Uh, hey. Just, just listen to any other previous episode of this podcast with the same <laughs> points being made. Thank you for joining us. Um, we're at the Australian Podcast Awards tomorrow. We've been nominated for Best Comedy. Yes. It's been a thin year for comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Lich will win again with a rational fear, but it's nice to go and congratulate him. It was his birthday today, actually. Happy birthday, Dan. As, as a gift, we got you a fourth fucking trophy. <laughs> Yeah. You spoiled so and so. Our gear is from Road. We are part of the Iconoclast Network. Catch you tomorrow. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com AI for people to learn more.